In this episode, we review Gerald's game, which includes discussion of sexual abuse, mental abuse, and trauma. Some listeners may be triggered, so please listen with care. podcast where queer folks bring you queer commentary and reviews of the latest movies available from online streaming services. I'm your host today, Irene, and as always, I'm here with your co-hosts, Alan and Brooke. This week, we'll be talking about and reviewing the movie I picked, Gerald's Game, available on Netflix. So I'm really excited about this movie. Um, It's based on the novel by Stephen King, um, which was written in 1992, but Gerald's Game is a 2017 American psychological horror film directed and edited by Mike Flanagan and written by Jeff Howard and also Flanagan. The film stars Carla Gugino and Bruce Greenwood. It was released on September 29th, 2017 on Netflix, by Netflix as well. Um, Let me tell you a little bit about the cast. Why are you looking at me like that? (laughs) What's wrong with that? What? I don't know. <laughs> I was just looking at you like a creeper. I, this movie maybe put me in the mindset of a creeper. I had a complex for a second. I'm just chilling through the deets. Okay. Because I got so much to say. Okay, this ain't Brooke's game. <laughs> it might be. If it was Brooke's game, it'd be a lot more entertaining. Oh, Ooh, harsh. Than the movie. Oh, okay. Not you're doing fine, Irene. All right, thank you. Irene's game is also fine. <laughs> she is on I her game. I do have pretty good game. Just saying. Yeah. You know what, <laughs> Brooke Lee? Okay, so let me tell you about the cast. Um, Carla Gugino. Gucci Gucci. She is Gerald's wife. Her name's Jessie. But I will always. This know is once I wish I wasn't Jessie's girl. that's real anyways let me start that over again well no you said you'd always know her as what um as rebecca from son-in-law oh my gosh really yes who was rebecca was that the the main girl the girlfriend yes yes (sighs) yeah it's the leaning tower of cheese but she got much better hair in this movie what were you you were asking the question alan Oh, that movie that was, or that TV series that was on TV she was in, where they got, get transported into the future because they're, like, frozen or something. <laughs> they, they was it like, Futurama? No. They would, <laughs> they would, like, stage their accidents <clears throat> and then put them in these little cryotube things, and then they woke up, like, thousands of years into the future. Oh, that was that something Pines, Wayward Pines. Wayward Pines. She, yeah. That's where I remember her most from. Carry on my Wayward Pines. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, Bruce Greenwood, (laughs) cut that out. Never, never. Bruce Greenwood, he's Gerald, Jesse's husband. Asshole. Total asshole. But, you know, he is always playing someone that deserves a side eye. He He does. He was the husband in Double Jeopardy. Yes. And I was like. Everything he's in, he's always like scummy. Yes, everything. Hmm. Except he did play Batman in one of the animated series. Yeah, I noticed that. Or. One of the movies I can't remember, but probably a scummy Batman though. Right, like but he's obviously better one. than the one Batman that I can't stand. Val Kilmer? No. Oh, oh Christian Bale. Oh, Christian Bale. <laughs> yes, Christian Bale. Carl Strucken. Carl Strucken. He's the Moonlight Man. <laughs> that sounds like a little um, mom and pop chicken store. It's Carl Strucken. <laughs> we like chicken. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it? 
Y'all come on down to Carl Stricken. <laughs> <laughs> I just got two more names. Two more names. Oh, can we do it? I don't know. Oh, you got some. It's, the, it's the hardest deets. <laughs> it is the hardest. Deets. You're absolutely. Let me hear them. Henry Thomas. Oh, we love Henry Thomas. No, we don't. Not in this movie. Not in this movie. But ET. Need we say more? Yeah, he played the. He played Jesse's father, right? Yes. Really? That was Elliot. That was Elliot. Oh my god, I had no idea. Me either. That hurts yeah. my feelings. Ugh. And, <sighs> and we were talking about Elliot in the last show. Oh my god, we were. We were. So um Maybe then, we need to review E. T. Maybe. Um and then Kate Siegel. <laughs> Irene just said, no bitch. <laughs> but it sounded like maybe. But it was definitely no bitch. <laughs> I'm not really good with transitions. And then we have Kate Siegel as Sally, who is Jesse's mother. I don't have anything to say about her, mostly because... She was like a non-character. Right, non-character. Did she have speaking lines? Did they have to pay her extra? I'm not sure. I'm not sure I either. know that she wasn't Elliot. That's all. <laughs> right, she was definitely not Elliot. So that's about all I had. And she wasn't Gertie either. Okay. So basically the summary of Gerald's game is middle-aged, no, old couple. How would you... I don't know. He's like 600 more years older than she <laughs> right, is. Right, right. It's like your standard like... Hollywood couple where she's like young and ravishing and he's old and decrepit. <laughs> okay. It's like... It's like a, um, Molly Ringwald from 16 Candles married to the Crypt Keeper. Basically. Basically. Okay. So there's this couple. One needs Viagra. The other doesn't. And... <laughs> <laughs> One needs Viagra. The other needs Jesus. <laughs> Um, so this couple goes away for a weekend, um, to the middle of nowhere, Alabama, and... That's where I want to go vacation. <laughs> right? And, um, basically, they get caught up in some sex games that don't have a, a password <clears throat> or a safe word or any of the words that you might need, and Gerald Dunn dies. Maybe it was the Viagra, I don't know. He dies, and then wife is handcuffed to the bed. All right, spoiler alert up front, I did not like this movie. The whole setup of this movie is pretty dumb anyway. Clearly, he is a complete asshole and can't figure out why she won't have sex with him and thinks, hey, it's probably because I'm not doing weird kinky shit that I'm not explaining to her. I can't just do that at home. Let's drive out to Alabama or wherever the hell they were uh -huh. and let's do it out in the cabin and still not prepare for it. That's right. like the setup. Right. There's no discussion on what's about to happen. All she knows is I'm about to get cuffed to the bed to right. help my marriage, which is ridiculous. First off, they should have just got divorced. He probably would have lived and she probably would have been a lot happier. And they really didn't set it up in the movie that well, I think. And in the car ride, you can tell she just isn't that into him. He's trying to talk about some stuff and she's just like, what up, and as soon as they get there, he's like getting undressed. And she's getting some steak for a dog that's a stray that she saw on the road. Right. In fact, she called the dog over. She is so not into what they're doing. And she cut up a steak. I'm like, is she PETA? <laughs> what is she doing? She's acting like she'd rather boink the dog for a long part of this movie. I don't get your PETA reference. Who shows up at Sex Cabin and cuts up a steak and tries to call a dog they saw way down the road? A feral dog. I'm just saying, Peter probably would have gave that dog some soy nuggets or something. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, I'm just 
I just wasn't sure where you were going. All I know is that these bitches need to learn how to close a door when they go in a house. That really? is for true. Really? Who just walks in? Oh, our help is gone for the weekend, and we don't know who the hell's around us in this neighborhood, but let's just go in this house and leave the door open. Right. So it's, she feeds the feral dog, which, what does that mean? He probably wants more food, because hmm. he's hungry. Right. He's hungry. And you gave him like a $70,000 steak. <laughs> it's a gold lame steak. Well, I will say he did make a big deal about how expensive the steak He did. Was. I'm like, that just shows you're even a bigger asshole than we thought you Well, were. you can tell what he's there for, too. Like, she's trying to feed the dog and do all this stuff. And he's like, look, I took some Viagra. I have a nine-hour boner. Let's start this train. <laughs> <laughs> and she's in there. She's like, mm, trying to arrange herself on the bed. Like, mm, I got to make sure I look good. He don't care. No. He showed up in some black tidies. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's as much thought and effort as he can put into this. Right. He's but, like, I took you all the way out here. Why can't we just have sex? I mean, she bought a whole new slip for that. And then didn't he even use scissors to cut the tag off. Just rip that shit. Does anybody use scissors? I don't I don't think I've ever used scissors. I do. Hmm. There's many times I wish I had. Because <laughs> I yank a hole in it. But Oh. See, that's why well, I that's use why scissors. That's why you use scissors. I usually use my teeth and just like. Ooh. Saw through it. Ow. That's that just made me think. Your teeth. Yeah, that made me think of that moment when you cut through it and it goes, snick, on your teeth. And it's like, ow. I guess so. Ooh. But that is um, an important part to the story, her wardrobe. And I know we mentioned it, but I think it needs to be said again. Like, she is clearly vanilla. And he is clearly going to bruise her up. And that's how you ensure that this never happens again. Like, he's all up in there. He doesn't set up the scene for her. She has no idea what's going on, and he chooses a rape scene. What? He goes from zero to rape in no time at all, and she's like, ah, what's happening? She right. clearly had no idea what, what they were even there for. Right, and, and he was talking about how, remember how, why I'm doing this? Because that time I got real mad and, you know, was able to fuck you then. Like... That just says we need therapy as a couple. Right. And you need, you need therapy, therapy by, by yourself. <laughs> Thank you. And it was I creepy. I hated him so much. I did too because he started off with this like rape fantasy and it quickly moved into what I would say is real rape. Just a disgusting, disgusting. He's man. disgusting. And I think, I mean, the whole purpose of that is we're not supposed to like him. No. And right. we sure don't. No, we don't. But I, I was real pissed. You're just going to leave me? You're going to leave me here like this, Gerald? You motherfucker, have a heart attack, fall on the floor. Well, he didn't even have a heart attack yet. First, he had to shame her for a while. Right. Shame her for not being into a scene he didn't prepare her for. Right. And the fact that he just, she's telling him, let me out of these. And he's like, well, what if I don't? What if I don't let you out of those? Right. Any trust that you might think you're going to forge or relationship goes out the window at that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, your relationship is over now. Thanks a lot, dumbass. Right. I would call the divorce lawyer right now and get me out of these handcuffs. (laughs) 1-800-DOG-OPEN-THE-DOOR. That dog had opposable thumbs. They didn't actually leave the door open. He was just a mutant dog, and he's just like... (laughs) (laughs) And then he comes at her, and he don't like it much when she bites him back. Hmm. Bitch. That's what you get. She bit that dude. And then he just starts cavorting around in the bed like that's all folks. I'm like, what are you doing? He died so super quick. He's just like, I'm coming to get you. Irk, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a dead floppy ass fish. I know. And that was kind of dumb too because in the book she kicked him right in the balls which is pretty much A-OK in my book for the, the kind of person he was. 
And he falls onto the floor and smashes his head, and that led to a heart attack. In this, he was just like, irk, and just kind of made a weird face. But it, but it took like five minutes for him to irk, because he was just sitting there going, Oh, yeah, he was. And she, she's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Right. I bet he wished she could have helped him then. I no. wish they still did the Scary Movie franchise, because you could do so much with this. He could start doing, like, charades, and he's like, two syllables. First syllable. And she's like, what are you, what is it? Is it soy sauce? I, I can't think of anything funnier than that. <laughs> Do you know what I hate most about this podcast? That I, is I, when I'm, I'm dying out here. And Irene just looks at me like, mm-hmm, you're on, bitch. <laughs> like, I look at Irene. You guys don't know this because you can't see. I look at Irene for help and assistance. Like, I'm dying. I got nothing funny to say. Say something funny. And she's just like, mm, no, it's funny to me to watch you suffer. <laughs> She's like, you're flailing around like old Tom Clancy or whatever the fuck that guy's name is. No, saying she's, hoy. She's sitting over there going, hoy. Hoy. <laughs> I'm sorry that I can't come to your assistance. I'm just but... can't. I'm not throwing you a lifeline. I'm going to just look at Alan. <laughs> so then she's just laying there in bed. What? And I'm like, and she's just like, she is so weak and whiny. Oh, I can't stand her. I'm like, bitch, watch me break that headboard like a mama lifting a truck trying to save right. a baby. She didn't even try to use her feet. I know. I'm like, this exactly. would have been the shortest movie if I was on that bed. Because one, I probably would have clocked him in the head a lot sooner and been stuck. But I would have had a lot more daylight left to try to get out of those cuffs and break the headboard. Mm -hmm. Instead, she just lays there and screams. Like, I'd be on a plan in three seconds. I'm going to MacGyver that shit, right? Mm -hmm. Watch me kick a splinter out of the wall and pick a handcuff with it. <laughs> I am not just going to lay there and whine. No, I'm going no. to be flipped. I might die, but they'll find me in the weirdest looking position. Because I was just like, what if I could just kick this post? Of and I'm strangling myself, trying to get the hell out of there. I'm not definitely not laying there and dying. No. And then she starts the bullshit negotiation, like, pretty much saying, you can get up back up here and rape me, just don't be dead. Oh, I'm so sick of seeing, like, these weak ladies that are victims in movies and she, and I wanted her to be something different but she wasn't much. Well she had she had a lot going on. She had to grow. Exactly, right? Well we did find out later. She, she had would, some problem. She was the person that she has become from her past. And she has to find a way to grow past that. At that moment she's just weak. Weak. Thirsty. Yeah, weak and two-dimensional. In fact, at one point she heard somebody walking outside the window. And honest to God, I was hoping it was Jason Voorhees about to turn this movie around. <laughs> if he just walks up there with a machete, whank, then this movie's about to get good. <laughs> I wanted it to be an Avon lady. Avon calling, help me! Oh, I gotta go. Right. Your hand goes <laughs> to the bed and there's a dead dude. I gotta go. But I'm gonna leave you some of these samples. So, of course, you realize when the dog comes creeping by, you know what's going to happen. Well, you know what I realized when the dog came creeping by? That there was an hour and 23 minutes left in the movie, and I was like, how? <laughs> well, right. I checked how much time was left in this movie so often. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I thought it was really well done. Well, and I'll be it. honest. I mean, I was trying to figure out before I watched the movie how they were going to turn the book into a movie. Right, because it's... It's kind of, it's a difficult book, and, and that's well known about this. It's a difficult book to turn into a movie because you're stuck with one scene. It's all psychological. And I'll give them that. I, I didn't like the film, but that is something they did exceedingly well, is they took this one scene, 
this one place. They couldn't even move the actress around much. And I never felt like things were repeated. Uh, I never really felt like redundant shots were happening. I, I think the right. framing of this movie was done extremely well uh, uh, from, the, from the camera lens. As little actors that we had in this movie, and basically you're in one place, I thought they did a really good job. Yeah, it's completely on the actors and actresses to, to actually make this movie happen. While I think that they did good in, in shooting the movie, I don't feel like the actors and actresses were that good. I feel like yeah. her acting is straight out of a telenovela, and it's just so over the top that it's difficult to even relate with her. Uh, I think if she had been somebody a lot more relatable and a lot more realistic as a character instead of such a caricature of a weak, abused woman, that it, it would have gone across a lot better for me. But if, I don't know. It was like two extremes of her psyche. Hi. Like, you know, it starts out, she's weak, she's desperate, she's in this horrible situation because of all the things that have led her here. You know, it would be upsetting to anybody. But it takes that stronger side of her to kind of come out right. and start bringing her back to reality. Look, look, quit being a big puss. I need you to pull up your big girl panties and let's get the hell out of the situation. Right. And I thought, I thought she did a good job of playing those two different opposite ends of the, the spectrum there. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's take it in order because I think that's important. First, that dog shows up. Mm -hmm. She already fed him that Kobe. He's got a taste for blood. <laughs> so he comes in there, and something that was good, I think, was the sound, the foley that happened on this sh this movie was also exceptional. The sound of that dog eating. The foley people deserve an Oscar because I, it was the most disgusting, horrible it's thing. Gross. You didn't have to see it. No. It was it was one of the most horrible things I've seen in a movie without seeing it. Dog eating his arm. Mm -hmm. That's what happened. Mm -hmm. Just peeling that skin off. Gross. Yeah. And then, and he was just looking at it like, try to stop me. He's like, oh, you're that nice lady who fed me the meat. Thanks for this next serving. Right. Thank you for this arm. Also, I'm going to eat it in front of you. I can't be decent and take it out of the room to right. eat. I'm not going to drag this off to the den. No. I'm just going to rip off a piece and sit in the doorway and be like, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> Well, didn't she kind of shear it a little bit and it went to the door and that's as far as Oh, it yeah, I think so, yeah. But then Marley's ghost shows up in his black tidies like the ghost of abusive assholes <laughs> past. And he's just going to, like, I'm starting to think, is this the rest of the movie? Is he just going to rant for the last hour and a half? Yeah. Because he's just ranting again. I had to put up with his dumb ass through the first part, and now he's doing it again. You'll be visited by three ghosts. Asshole past, hungry dog present, and weak-ass shrieking woman trope of the future. Well, but you have to remember, too, that's still her. It may be in the form of him, but that's in her mind. That's her well, that's talking to herself through him, because mm -hmm. we all know he's a... Right. Self-deprecating butthole person. Again, though, I think the book was better. Oh, uh, well, I don't disagree. The, the hallucinations in the book, it was clear it's because of an, a lack of water. That was not clear at all in this film because she got dehydrated in about 10 minutes, if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like her old college friend, uh, an ex-therapist, and like I think a super, a super goody version of her, I think. Together they helped her unra unravel this abuse that happened, and that's... Not what this was. The the ghosts in this were the her asshole husband and then a real asshole version of herself. And I thought, why is this version of her also an abusive asshole? And I was glad at least she was trying to make some kind of a plan. But everybody that, that was spiritual that visited her was just an asshole to her. But were they ghosts? I think they No, were they ghosts. weren't ghosts. They were they were hallucinations. Yeah. Okay, okay. Because she's 
apparently an asshole. Deep inside? Basically. I mean, she was crass, but I think she needed that. I think that was her tool as an actress to come across as somebody strong to push her past her whininess. And maybe that's maybe that's my problem with it. Is because it was just these two dimensional characters. Like she is whiny person, crass strong person, and if there's no depth to the characterization, I have a different view of it. All, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I I really saw her as she needed somebody dominant kind of to tell her what to do. I think I think really the reason I hate that so much is because then when they reveal this trauma that happened to her, she's had a lifetime of it. And half of me is like, bravo for showing that there are effects of these things. That's good. But half of me is like, but bullshit. You know, survivors are strong people. They're survivors. And I hated that. I felt like she's had some power taken away from her as, a, as an a, abuse survivor by having to have, even, even in her subconscious, somebody abuse her into helping herself. Well, but if you, if you remember, as, a, as it progresses she's supportive like she's initially just kind of an asshole because she's literally hysterical and whining and crazy and some people just need that almost like a slap in the face to snap them out of that kind of just to snap just them to get them out of that mindset mindset exactly because mm-hmm. later as she starts actually doing things for herself you see her become more supportive huh. or at least that's how i you know saw her did you see it that way Irene? Um, yes. Because she's, like, she's like, that's right. Get yeah. It. Yes, do that. And yeah. you know what you're going to have to do and you know, yeah. things like that. Yeah, I saw her more as, okay, <clears throat> bitch, get it together because you're just going to lay here and die. And um, and then as she was getting it together, she was like, okay. She was helping her. She was helping her through it. I, I saw the same thing. Because sometimes some people just need to see, oh, how ridiculous I am being. And it takes somebody throwing it in their face like that. Maybe so. Because... I feel like maybe maybe the problem I'm having is that's not me. I'm like, don't tell me what to do. I've already got a plan. <laughs> like, don't you come mean, in here acting rude. That bed? Don't come acting rude. That is you, bro. I'll tell you what to do, ghost. You go sit over there and watch me do this. <laughs> Hold my beer. Hold my beer. <laughs> I'm about to deglove my hand. Oh my oh. God. Well, for more of that talk of degloving, we're going to talk more about that when we come back from our break. Streaming Unicorn Podcast is sponsored by the best sponsor around. It's you. This podcast is a labor of love for us. And if you like what you hear and want to give something back, all we ask is that you get involved. Send us your reviews, suggestions, and love to comments at streamingunicornpodcast.com. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube for bonus content. And you can find links to all those things on our website, streamingunicornpodcast.com. Most importantly, spread the word about this podcast. Share it with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. This all helps us to bring others into the fold of movie-loving queers. So, thank you! So, we're back from the break, and one of the things I really loved about this movie is the references to other Stephen King books. Uh, it started off with Cujo, and I was like, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was so excited about that. What else was there? There was the Solar Eclipse that was yep. definitely from Dolores Claiborne, which yep. I loved because that was definitely part of the book. Those were like sister stories. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I was so excited when I saw the eclipse, and I thought, oh, my gosh, is this the same eclipse from Dolores Claiborne? And so I had to Google it like right away, and I was right. And the other thing I liked was when he said, all things serve the beam. Ah, even the gunslingers involved. It was so exciting. There were a few other references, too, that I saw online. Uh, I think there was a reference to Bag of Bones. 
Unfortunately, that leads me into another thing I disliked. And it, that was her trying to get a drink of water. <laughs> I was so frustrated with her trying to get that damn board. And she could lift it. And so I'm like, okay, the drink's in the middle. You can lift the board. Just put the whole thing up and bring it down bring to your down. face. There's a cup of water right in front of your face. She couldn't do that. But she could somehow craft an airtight straw from a clothing tag with just one hand. <laughs> and you, you know that tag had one of those red Target clearance stickers on it too, so it was even harder to do. So I was so angry at her. I was just like, why don't you just get a drink of water? Maybe it was too bulky or too, like, too heavy to try to bring down. Okay, so show us that. Look. But then she would because that's an water. obvious solution to me. Oh uh, yeah. But then she would. But it makes it more tense to watch her slowly slide it to one side and almost drop it, but not quite. And then she can't reach it to her mouth because she's stupid. <laughs> uh, I, I, I can't argue with no, that. No, she's not a physics person. She's what? What kind of person is she? A person who feeds a dog steak when she shows up at a sex cabin with her husband. Yeah. All right. She's the kind of person that allows herself to be handcuffed to a bed, not knowing what the fuck's going on. <laughs> That's true. Their safe word should have been Kobe beef. Their safe word should have said, give me that baby back, baby back, baby back. <laughs> safe word should have been divorce. Right. Right. That is definitely that's, the safe that's word. The safe word. <laughs> Lawyer on speed dial. And so she finally gets that drink of water from somehow a straw made out of a freaking. But don't drink it all. Tag. You don't might drink need it all. some later. You're going to need it later. And so, dogs eating my husband. I have no blood flow to my wrists. I think I'll just oh. take a nap. She was the queen of naps. She's like, I don't like what you're saying. I will tell you, I did feel like my arms were sore every time she would, like, screech out in pain. Because she had, like, no blood flow. I know, but even that. Was, this is what I'm talking about with telenovela. Everybody's had something fall asleep, and it's like, ow, 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 ow. I've got those pins and needles. But she's just like, ah! Like, she's lived this life of luxury, and she's never known this kind of discomfort. Tella Novella. Yeah. I don't know. Her wrists were purple. Yeah. They were extra bruised. They were gross. But... Girl, I don't want your wrists. No, I'm not... And I know I'm being harsh on her. Like, the thing is... so hateful. But the thing is, I do understand, like, she definitely has had trauma in her life and abuse in her life, and then that's coupled up with her husband. She has definitely... They're portraying it as she's lived a life kind of under this thumb. And I and I don't want to take anything away from somebody who's lived a life like that. That's that's real and that's difficult. But I think they took something that's actually very complex and flattened it out so much that it didn't accurately portray that. And it portrayed it in a way that I felt like, personally, was even a little offensive to survivors of, of, of situations like that. Well, I can see what you're saying there. She was very... You say two-dimensional. I was the one-dimensional. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It was very, but it was very flat. I, I struggled with it as well because I, this movie would have only been ten minutes long. Like, I, I just right. Like, I would have been out of there. I don't know. It was interesting to me to see, like, all the things that went through her head and all her trying to figure stuff out. I mean, I think she was pretty resourceful for being super handcuffed to a bed and only having, like three things that she could really do. I don't know why she napped. I would have been... <laughs> like, that's seven hours gone. <laughs> right, seven. right. That's some time to plan. Right. And then when she woke up from that nap, y'all, I was so excited. 
because standing there at the foot of her bed was Jason Voorhees. <laughs> and I was like, this is so good. But then he steps into light, and I was like, oh, crap. It's just Casper the Friendly Ghost. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know what to say with those glowing eyes. The Moonlight Man? The Moonlight Man, yeah. Yes, okay, yeah. I was like, bitch, where did this guy come from in your your psyche? Mm -hmm. Like, what, who, what? (laughs) Or was it a ghost? Was it really, was it the gardener? Like, who was this person? Right, and he's just standing there creepy. Creepy. I thought it was death. I did too. I I thought they made a strong case for that. Throughout the movie, except when he's eating her toes or whatever. And I was like, what in the <laughs> hell? Even death is an asshole? <laughs> right. Everybody's an asshole in this movie. <laughs> and I think it was right after that she felt like fell back asleep. And that's when you find out about the, uh, the abuse she suffered as a child. Mm-hmm. And again, I was so disappointed. I was like, oh good, something else is happening. And uh, her dad seems like a pretty decent guy. And oh, hell. Right. <laughs> no, it's Chester Chester. Oh my gosh. I was... I think the way that they did that, did the, the scene and the her flashback and stuff was kind of interesting because she, like, again, I'm like, you're like, is this is something that she's uncovering, obviously, right. yeah. because of all of her trauma that she's facing right now um, and having to figure out how she's going to get out of this mess, for sure. I think her mom was a butthole. What do you mean? I just thought she was mean. I don't really even remember her mom. Well, she treats me like a wicked stepmother, no matter what I do. Basically, like she was like, eh, she's being a little brat. We're going on the lake without her. Like clearly, they had a strained relationship, but rather than being a good parent that tries to fix that or do something encouraging to try and amend that, she just, I don't know, like an adolescent is like, I'm just going to ignore you and treat you like a asshole. Which, you know, that's not what a parent should do. No. Even if you're having a strained relationship with your, your child. Absolutely. And, and I never saw anything that warranted what she was doing. Right, they didn't set that up at all. Right. Yeah. And then you had Dad, who was clearly grooming the situation. And I'm telling you, I felt like this movie needed a trigger warning at this point. Because I was just like, oh my god. It was so desperately uncomfortable. Oh, it really was. It just escalated little by little through the scene. Mm-hmm. Like, you you kind of knew what was about to happen, but right. you're like, uh, make it... But make you're like, no, go. maybe not. Maybe it won't. Maybe it won't be as bad as I'm imagining this is going to be. Oh, and then it just got so and creepy and weird. horrible. And the thing was, it didn't go into so creepy it's unreal. It was, oh, I think what was so creepy about it was it seemed so plausible and possible. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It really made me uncomfortable. I think at one point, though, something that was interesting and also made me mad is that it was basically, well, it's because of what you're wearing. You know, they put such an emphasis on her her outfit. You know, that it was too short and this, that, and the other, and then this bad thing happens, which I think just added to it yeah. for me. It added to the offense of it. Mm-hmm. And then when he's actually, like, talking to her, well, I need to tell your mother or I need to talk about this. Was that supposed to be like a psychological game? Oh my god, it was absolutely. That made me, probably for me personally, as uncomfortable as the abuse that happened. Because he was so manipulative to his daughter. Right, so he was trying to get her on his side, on his team. Like, no, don't tell her. Right. I guess we're going to have to tell her, but it'll just break her heart. (sighs) And you'll feel awful, and she'll not like you anymore, because I know things are already rough, but it's the right thing to do. Well, we don't but. have to tell her. Well, if that's what you want, but if that's what we're doing, we gotta. It was that whole thing. Yeah. It's just like straight out of a textbook 
about manipulating a, a young person that's that's been abused, it was so uncomfortable. Oh, in fact, this was another one of those references because he he said it's better if we just take our medicine, which was a reference to take your medicine doc uh, from The Shining. Oh yeah. And so in the middle of all that uncomfortableness, I also had a tiny little yay. Oh my <laughs> I know it was very confusing. <laughs> Because I got so excited about every little reference they made. And then this yeah. one was like, oh. <laughs> and then all of that relates back to why she was with Gerald. Yeah. And, and again, this scene with her dad sitting with her on the, the bed was another thing I disliked about the movie. Because yet again, it was a familiar scene. Over and over and over, it's just dudes waxing disgusting at length. And so this was just another instance of that. And her, what she keeps doing is the same thing over and over. She's just listening to the crazy and napping. And I'm like, why do you keep falling asleep? Chew through your arm or something. Like, get the hell out. Did you see the thing? Post. Handcuff, the post that the handcuffs were on. Those were so thin. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, I think when you keep, you just kind of triggered something, um, like a thought. Um, like, she sleeps through everything so she doesn't have to deal with it. Yeah, true. And I think that that... I didn't think about that before until you said something like, you know, wake up. But she's not. She was not ready to kind of deal with any of that. So she's like, I'm out. And yeah. just went to sleep. Well, that at least makes me a little feel a little better about it. Because then maybe maybe she's actually, there's an actual reason, reason for that to happen. For that makes right. me feel a little better. Right. Yeah. That's, that's totally real. Good point. I guess this is where we get to the point where she decides, I'm going to get out of this. Right. right. You know, it's I said terrifying. chew your own arm off, but I didn't mean this. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I, as a matter of fact, before I even saw the movie, I think I had read something where somebody was like, you know, that scene. Right. You know, making a point that there's clearly some disturbing scene that right. you're about. And I was like, oh, this must be it. And I remembered, because even in the book, that was hard to read. Uh. In the book, it was actually worse. She degloved her hand. Yeah, that that was that was completely. I had hard, such a hard time watching that. I know, and she decided to do it, and she's like, "I'm gonna have to cut my wrist to get enough blood." And I was like, "No, you don't. No, you no. don't. Don't cut your wrist, fool. No, that's like no. exactly. Cut what your I palm up or something. Like you can get just enough blood from a small, non-lethal wound. Yeah, or at least try. And you know what? I, the whole time I was thinking, I was like, don't let the handcuffs touch the inside. You know? Like, <laughs> right. Don't let yes. it get the meat. I was like, don't let it touch the meat. I was like, ah. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, was, it was killing me. I couldn't. I know, but she just, she's like, cut, cut. It's still cutting. It's got, how much of your damn hand do you need cut No, are we just going to cut the whole hand off, Luke Skywalker? And then, and then she's like, now I'm going to pull this shit off. Oh, oh and she did. And she she did. pulled it out. And I actually watched this on a plane as well, and everybody was sleeping. <laughs> and I feel sorry for everybody in that plane, because when she pulled her hand out there and that big meat flap was happening, I just said, oh! <laughs> Somebody's like, there's a night terror going on. <laughs> yeah, I think I was watching this late, and, and I, was, I definitely made a loud noise when that happened. Was it and a I, fart, Alan? I, well, that might have happened, too. <laughs> I was talking to the television when it was happening. Like, Take us back. Take us like, back. Yeah. What would you say? Oh, my gosh. I was I was making noises. I was like, I was like, why? Was, why are you doing this? 
<laughs> I know. And then they showed that the phone was on the nightstand. And I was like, bitch didn't even try to scooch the bed over a little bit no. and get the damn phone. No. We're going straight to cutting your hands off? <laughs> and then she gets over there and she tries to get some maxi pads. And I'm like, those maxis are not stopping this flow. No. This no. is more than a heavy flow, sister. No. This was the worst idea. Maxis absorb blood. Right. They don't stop it. No, right. Uh, we need to, you probably should have kept the handcuffs and tried to cuff off some of that bleeding because, like, she, I was like, she ain't going to make it to the door. She's going to bleed out. She's going to bleed out into some maxi pads. Right. Just <laughs> add the door. Oh, I was yelling at the screen, tourniquet, make a tourniquet. <laughs> she didn't have time for a tourniquet. Apparently. She apparently had she, time to throw a bunch of half-assed maxi pads all over her arm. Oh, my God. But so, take, take the sheet. Tie it in a knot. Anything. I'm like, take the phone with you and call somebody. But instead, she just limps down the hall and sees Moonlight Man again. Yeah. And she's like, take a ring. Yeah. For reasons. Oh, wait. Well, that's that's, that's before she passed out, though. She passed out for a hot minute. Because then the dog's trying to eat her hand. That's right. The dog's eating her damn hand. Which was the other time that I was screaming at the TV. I like, knew what it. What the hell? When she started to pass out, I was like, oh, that arm looks like Kobe. Oh, yes, oh, exactly. Uh, but she, when she walked by, she saw that the dog had eaten her husband's face, right? Yes. Yes. So or creepy. was it? Right. So. You guys just tried so hard to just foreshadow your own discussion. It's true. <laughs> or was it? Or was, or it? Or was it? We'll tell you In a later. Minute. Not after a break. <laughs> In just a second. She finally gets out of her car and I'm like, she needs to drive over her dad's and go ape shit. She just realizes stuff about her dad. He needs a good punch in the face. Um, no. She needs a hospital. Yeah, I know, but still. Right. I was really angry at that point. Oh, okay. So she gets in the car. She's trying to drive for help. And right. And I want to point out, there's 20 minutes left in this movie <laughs> when she gets in the car. Yeah. And I'm like, how? Right. And who's in the back seat? Moonlight Man. Because he's quick. You're right. He's He's, He's quick like a bunny. He's like, a jackrabbit. He's always, jumping here and there and everywhere. I always like... Oh my God, Brick. I always like to think of, like, Mike Myers had a scooter. Like, <laughs> in all of those movies. A Segway? <laughs> yeah, something. He was like Mike Myers, mall yes, cop. Just... <laughs> that's how he got in there. He had a little... One of those little razors. And... He's <laughs> like, look what I can do. He's popping a wheelie. Yes. Right into the back seat. <sighs> Um, but then she passes out and crashes into a tree. But then help came. So at this point, we don't know what's happening with the Moonlight Man slash death slash just scary motherfucker. Slash death from Bill and Ted's bogus journey. He, oh my. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She should have just challenged him to a game of chess. He wanted them, trin them trinkets. He well, just wanted them trinkets. Well, I mean, at that point, nobody knows. Like, is this guy real? Is this guy? Not I, real? I thought no way is he real. She's already seeing hallucinations of other things. In fact, that that the fact that he turned out real pissed me off. It was stupid. Right. Right. It, yeah. He would have been better as death. Like she cheated him. Here's my ring. But no. It turns out he is a grave robbing, face eating serial killer. Um, and face eating, you say? Face eating. I seem to remember say? us talking about face eating That's earlier. True. Yes. So, so you, you you may have assumed that the dog ate her husband's face, but no, it was the Moonlight Man. It was Voldemort. <laughs> he had a nose. Did he? <laughs> I'm not sure. He may have stole that nose off Gerald. You just don't know. Ew. Oh. <laughs> 
So he stole a bunch of trinkets and stuff from people's graves. And he got caught. And we flash forward to her little arm in a little glove. Because, what, after like three surgeries, she was still working on physical therapy. And she was faking amnesia for some reason that they don't ever explain. Oh, so she could get the um, life insurance. Life insurance. Did they say that in this movie? Yeah, I believe so. Or they alluded to it. I remember that from the book. Yeah. Like, in the book, Gerald, lawyers from Gerald's, uh, Gerald was a lawyer. And lawyers from his firm were talking to her to try to minimize it so that the firm wasn't um, she did well, allude to that. Yeah, but like she, in her monologue. So yeah, she, she's kind of she was writing that. that letter to herself, um, but she was yeah. also talking to the doctor. Yeah, and she said something in that letter I didn't understand. I'm hoping maybe you guys did. She said someone got her through it. It sounded like she was talking about Dolores Claiborne. Maybe she's talking about her dad. I don't know. I assumed it was her younger self that she. Yeah, she but, acknowledges that younger self for being strong, mm-hmm. the strong part of her. Right. And that's who helped her. Right. Okay, that feels she, good. Because she had to go back into the <clears throat> or she had to go back in order to break the glass, basically, you know, to say, oh, I have to break this glass. And then she's like, oh, that's how I'm going to cut my hand off. Remember? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> what? You're so tense you broke a glass in your hand? I guess everything's okay. Huh? Right. That mother knew. She knew. She knew. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, it, it did talk about the insurance part and not very in-depth but okay fair enough that's how she got all the stuff and they never found the ring which is she was like Moonlight Man is he real see I would have preferred that they never found the ring and just left it up to us to wonder if he was real or not but no she somehow strolls right in there walks straight up to him like in the court like that would ever happen the judge and all the the uh, police are just standing there like what do we do this never happened before yeah, I agree. That was poorly done. Oh, my gosh. And he's like, he said, you're not real. You're just moonlight. And I was like, what? That's because that's what she kept saying I know, him. but I know why he said it. It's just like, who's allowing this? What kind of crazy court is this? Is this Judge Wapner? I don't think even Judge Judy would let that happen. Judge Judy would not let that happen. I know. She'd be like, moonlight, sit down. Sit down. <laughs> not in my house. And ma'am, who are you? <laughs> That's true. Judge Brooke. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm talking. I know. I, maybe I need to be Judge Brooke. The Judge Brooke show. I'm probably about as qualified. Uh, no, she's an actual judge. I know she is, but. You're not. She's very judgy. I am very judgy. That's. Mm. <laughs> I mean, he's like, that's real. Oh, wait. I can't mm-hmm, say wait. Mm-hmm. But then she's going to be like, oh, I don't need this shit. I'm going to just stroll down the street. La, la, la. Yeah. I'm in my little dress. Later. It's sunny outside. And that's the end. And that's the end of this terrible movie. That's true. I don't know if it was terrible. I still liked it. I mean, I... Right. So talk I, to, I, I ranted so much about what I didn't like. But you guys you guys didn't really chime in much about what was good. Like, we, we defend that we, defend that stance. We couldn't really talk over you. I'm sorry. Just Ouch. give it a try. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we just have different opinions of... Interpretations. The, yeah. yeah, I mean, I... I didn't find it as critical, but I'm also not a woman, and I don't know if that makes a difference in how I would relate to that character, which it probably does. I mean, I I could look at it from a different point of view. You are a strong woman, would never be in that position to begin with, but even if you were in that position, would totally tackle it in a different way. So it makes it unrelatable to you. 
Whereas I don't know, but we can't actually say how we will act in trauma. You got fight, sure. flight, or freeze. That bitch froze. She fell asleep. Like she said, mm. so, <laughs> <laughs> that was my power downtown. And you know, she still got through it, but you know, I'm more I'm more of a flight. So I'd be kicking holes in the wall, trying to get get gone. Um, and Brooke, she would have fought Gerald before <clears throat> he even got her in the I wouldn't have been there. <laughs> <laughs> this movie I'd have been like, what are you talking about, Gerald? Maybe you need to put out. <laughs> she'd have left Gerald, gone on vacation in that house by herself, closed the door behind her. Right. I would definitely door. close the damn door. fuck the dog. Yeah. That dog can go get food elsewhere. Or she'd shoot it. No, I wouldn't kill the dog. You might. No. If it's sitting there licking its lips at you, like it's going to eat Well, if it's going to eat my face, yeah, but... It looked like it. It looked like it was matted down with blood. I wouldn't be inviting that thing anywhere near me. Oh, come here. Let me clean you. No. Get the fuck out. <laughs> that, that does sound like Alan. Alan, did you have a what if moment on this one? Um, No? Other than what if more dogs came. Like what if that dog went and got a, a whole pack and brought it into the house for a feast? That would have been actually really interesting because it would have really upped the drama. But I think the downside is there's no way to get out of that situation. <laughs> No. I don't know. She could have turned into Punch and Judy and just start kicking the shit out of dogs. No. <laughs> I would have been like, come here, dog. Eat my hand off. Come over here. <laughs> Help it's me tasty. out, dog. Maybe, maybe I can sing to these dogs and they'll gnaw a hole through the bedpost. I'm free. That was, See? I would that was like, a good what if. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pack of dogs. The they just happened to be friendly. And then it could have been Hopeless and the Seven Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I'd st- what if Jason Voorhees had been in this movie? That's my what if. It would have well, been a short would, movie. He might have chopped her head off or he could have chopped her arm off. And- could have chopped her hand off yeah. and then she's like, now I'm getting away. Huh. She could, or he could have come in, chopped the dog's head off, chopped her hand off, put the dog's head on her arm stub, God. and she'd have had a puppet to talk to instead that's, of herself. That's more like a real life that Alan Woody. Like <laughs> it just goes to a really dark place. Sometimes yeah. you just got to get on a roll, and then you just go. You just go. You go that extra step further. And I tell you what, she's lucky that this wasn't a Freddy movie, because she slept so much, she'd have been dead quick. Real, real quick. <laughs> so that's going to bring us to our ratings. Alan, what did you think? Uh, for enjoyment, I'd give it a three. I don't know. Like I said, I, I like the book better. The The movie, I thought, was a good way to interpret the book. Like, a little long and drawn out in some places, for sure. But I, I liked the aspect of her having the many facets talking to her and representing themselves in different ways. As far as a queer point of view, the pride flags get a zero. I didn't feel like there was anything queer related yeah. to this. I agree. Yep, for me, it's right. I think they were trying to make a tense and scary atmosphere, but it really just ended up being gross and creepy. Again, I'm tired of seeing women who are just completely weak victims, and um, the only things I really liked were the Foley and the references to the King works. For me, this is one star out of five, and I just wanted to check. I didn't miss any like gay married orderlies or anything that I... No? <laughs> Not unless the dog no, was gay. no. <laughs> I can't even make up anything gay about this movie. So well, you that's probably because you used all of it for the last movie. <laughs> you're still bitter. <laughs> that was a week ago, Irene. I know. And you're so, still bitter. I'm still I'm still having a time about it. <laughs> well I Despite that, wait, I gotta give it 
You're just trying to cut off my flag. You just, said, oh, you just cut it from my throat. Sorry. sorry. Let me. All right. Hold my hand while I do this. Okay. All right. We just made it gayer. We just made it gayer. <laughs> Fantastic. So I'm giving it zero pride flags. Not your turn. Okay. Um, for enjoyment, I'm going to give it a three because I did like how, how it was done, how Alan already described it. I liked hating the characters. I liked having emotions. I liked being mad. Sometimes you just got to be mad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it definitely has zero pride flags for me as well. Wow. Our first unanimous on that, I think. Straightest movie ever. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't even pretend. That's or... why Brooke didn't like it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. You might be right. Brooke only watches gay movies now. If that were true, though, I would like hardly any movies that come out of Hollywood because there's hardly anything gay in anything. Yeah. That's it for this week's episode. Please review and rate this podcast. And if you like what you're hearing, subscribe. Join us on our next episode when we'll be reviewing Ex Machina. Watch it with us this week on Amazon Prime. And then send us your review at comments at streamingunicornpodcast.com. We may just read it on the air. If you want to see us review a particular movie, you can send your suggestions to that address as well. Streaming Unicorn Podcast is produced in cooperation with Stealth Pickles Productions and is copyright 2017, all rights reserved. Partial logo design provided by Wink Images on freepick.com and theme music created by Brooke. Check out our website, streamingunicornpodcast.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube for bonus content. Subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes and Google Play. Until next time, this is Brooke, Irene, and Alan saying, You aren't real. You're just made of moonlight. I like rubbing my lips all over this thing. <laughs> That's going at the end of the show. <laughs> what? Are you recording? <laughs> yes. Stop. Welcome to Steaming Unicorn Podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Steaming Dump Podcast. Why were you recording? Are you recording that? Yes. Yes. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> Steaming Unicorn <laughs> Podcast. I'm trying my best. Join us on our next episode when we'll be <laughs> <laughs> Tune us in our next episode, Scooby Dooby Doo and Scrappy Doo. I don't know what happens to my brain in my mouth. <laughs> <sighs>